Doctor Podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, joined again by Dr. Storsbach. And today we have another exciting episode or conversation for you guys. So on my social media pages, whether that's through TikTok or Instagram, whenever people reach out to us, one of the common questions that we get asked is, what about trigeminal neuralgia or what about occipital neuralgia? And so we want to dive into what those diagnoses are, how you would receive the diagnosis of trigeminal or occipital neuralgia. And I wanna, we want to provide you with a better understanding of what that truly means and then how, from a physical therapy perspective, we feel like it's most appropriate to go down this avenue of, of look, looking at the neck and looking at how we can reduce stress on the nerve. Um, and then sort of the, the traditional route and what patients currently are getting as far as treatment options. Um, and, then, and then as always, we might, um, we wanna leave you with a sense of empowerment as far as uh, what to do about it. Um, but these, these two types of diagnoses are sort of right in our wheelhouse. And so by the end of this, we want you to understand that and feel confident and comfortable with having a plan in place and knowing this is what uh, the, the form of treatment that I need um, is out there and likely uh, if we can get your neck in moving the way it should and reduce tension through your neck um, that you can find relief. So let's let's first start off with um, trigeminal neuralgia um, and then we'll jump to occipital neuralgia but first trigeminal neuralgia. So Dr. Storzbach tell us a little bit about um, trigeminal neuralgia, how, how maybe it's diagnosed, um, why it's called trigeminal neuralgia, what does trigeminal mean, th these types of things. Yeah, let's start with just what the trigeminal nerve is. It's a, a cranial nerve that exits the brainstem and feeds the face. Tri means three, and so it has three primary branches, one into the eye or occiput area, one more into the cheekbone or even the sinus area, and then one more into the jaw area. Um, and so that's why it's called trigeminal. Um, neuralgia just means nerve pain. And so they're basically just giving you a diagnosis that is explaining what you're potentially feeling, but not really giving you any answers to what the root cause is. Um, people will be, you know, diagnosed with this when they come in and they have pain in the face, sometimes headaches even. And that sh a lot of times it'll be more that sharp shooting pain that can come on, uh, it can be very intense. And then, you know, the, the doctor will say, well, it sounds like it's following this nerve pathway. Let's call it the nerve plus, or let's call it the what you know trigeminal nerve plus nerve pain trigeminal neuralgia here you go you know send you home maybe with a nerve medication like gabapentin send you on your way but never give you a reason why that happened because things don't happen in isolation like we should really try to get to the root cause of why is that nerve irritated in the first place yeah that's a really good point and so what that means is when when you have nerve pain so a burning shooting stabbing sensation the nerve doesn't just happen to be painful. So there, there is a reason for the pain. And so that's what Dr. Storzbach means by saying it's not in isolation. So if we trace it back to uh, maybe muscle tension, a joint that's dysfunctional, there's an underlying reason for the, the nerve to be irritated. Uh, and then when we look at occipital neuralgia, what, what would be the difference there? So the occipital nerve uh, runs up from the base of the head. So kind of think about near the hairline is where it exits and starts and then creeps up around the back of the head to the top of the head. And there's three main occipital nerves. 
the greater, the lesser, and the auricular. The greater and the lesser pierce directly through muscles at the he- base of the head and upper part of the neck. Um, and then again, they're only sensory, so they feed into that sensation of the head. So if, say, your pain is not necessarily in your face, but through the back of the head towards the top of the head, they'll, they'll tell you you have occipital neuralgia. Correct. So <clears throat> having trigeminal neuralgia or occipital neuralgia, they're very common diagnoses. And they're common because this pain pattern, the, the pain behind the eye kind of shooting into the temple or to the eye, and the pain starting in the back of the head and wrapping up and around, those two presentations uh, are some of the most common presentations as far as, uh, as headaches and migraines and how they present. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that you might have – so you might have pain in the back of your head or pain behind your eye, but you haven't been diagnosed with a neuralgia, and it's likely because your pain doesn't necessarily present as nerve pain. So having nerve pain is that sharp, stabbing, shooting pain. And so when we think of in when you see the neurologist or the primary care doctor, they will, they're basically just describing your symptoms. And that's a lot of what these medical diagnoses are. And so when patients go through the healthcare system, oftentimes they're seeking a diagnosis because they believe that will lead to the the, the treatment plan that will solve their problem. But a lot of medical diagnoses are really just describing what you just told the provider. So it's not necessarily making progress to say that you have trigeminal neuralgia and we figured that out. Um, because in, in some sense, they're really just describing the type of pain that you have. Um, now, that's not completely true because in Western medicine, what they do is they use these types of, of symptoms to say, okay, you classify as needing this type of drug, and typically that drug will work better. But everything that Dr. Storzbach and I are trying to do is get people to think about the source of the, of the problem, and medications rarely are treating the source of that problem. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about maybe some of the types of treatments that patients would go through if they have trigeminal neuralgia, occipital neuralgia, that might be different from someone who just has a typical migraine diagnosis or a tension headache, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So as far as the medications go, they are overlapping with migraine um, prescriptions. So anticonvulsants or anti-seizure and like in like um, nerve, nerve medications that help decrease the inflammation are commonly prescribed. Now, if medication's not taking care of it, they might think, okay, we need to relieve the nerve of that pressure. And so sometimes they'll do an anti-inflammatory injection, like a steroid in the area, or there's even some surgeries that will go in and I think try to like relieve some of the stress around the nerve, which to me are very extreme measures for something that I think can be conservatively treated. Yeah. So these are, these are some of the surgical approaches when it comes to um, any sort of head or facial pain where they actually go in and they uh, will perform a, a nerve ablation. They're, so they're looking at actually cutting off any any sensory input by affecting the peripheral nerve. So the nerve that's carrying the pain signal from the head uh, to the brain, they're, they're just sort of cutting that off. Now, that's not a permanent fix because the nerve will grow back and it will kind of heal and develop. And oftentimes um, when that happens, it'll actually be potentially even more angry. Um, so it, it's, it's again, it's not addressing the underlying problem. So let's talk a little bit about why, why the nerve would be irritated and why we're talking about 
that as not being the initial problem. So what, what could cause these nerves to be angry? Well, nerves are angry if they're compressed because they're only really happy and healthy when they have space and movement and blood flow. And we've talked about this before where nerves need to be able to slide and glide along different structures because they are a separate structure than the surrounding tissue. And if things get really tight and compressed, it kind of pinches down on that nerve and that's when the nerve will send out those signals to the brain. Like, hey, something's kind of going on here. Maybe we should address this. So as PTs, what we look at for anatomy is just, well, where does that nerve run? What structures are around it? How do we release those structures and create a happier nerve? So for us, we kind of, I think of it as layers. You know, we start at movement at the joint um, in those areas in the neck where the nerve exits and then make sure that's moving correctly because then the muscles, which actually a lot of those nerves, like we talked about the occipital nerve pierces like a specific muscle. So if we get those muscles to relax around the nerve, then the nerve has more space and movement and blood flow and is, is feeling better. Yeah. Here's a little, <clears throat> if you're at home listening to this and you're, you're on your computer, or maybe you have your cell phone nearby. Uh, if you're driving, definitely pull over before you do this. <laughs> Um, but I want you to, to Google semispinalis capitis um, and uh, do your best to figure it out and then how to spell it and then Google will, will uh, autofill for you. Um, but if you look up semispinalis capitis, what this is is a muscle that attaches into the base of the skull and it runs down kind of the, the length of your neck uh, into your upper back. And, and it's called the capitis because it, it inserts into essentially the cap, so our head. And um, what you'll see is this little nerve piercing right through it and running up the back of your head. And you'll look at that and you'll be like, wow, that kind of looks like where my pain starts and it travels up the back of my head and that's how my pain presents. Now, what, what that's telling you is that um, your semispinalis capitis, that muscle might be irritated, but there's, there's several layers of muscles under that, that big semispinalis capitis muscle. And any of those muscles having tension can affect the available space for that occipital nerve. And that occipital nerve can be irritated. And so this, this irritation can lead to sort of an inflammation response because when the body's not moving the way it should, it, it's sort of natural for tissues to be irritated. And then there's an inflammatory response. And that's kind of how we experience pain. And so if that nerve is inflamed and irritated, um, that that nerve itself can send pain. Now, there's sort of a separate uh, presentation of maybe similar symptoms, so maybe a separate mechanism for a similar presentation of pain. And what I mean by that is you can have a, a pain that starts in the back of the head and shoots up and around, but it doesn't necessarily mean the nerve is irritated. It could be that you're getting that type of referral pattern from actual muscle tension and, and tissues that are irritated and that's just shooting pain into your head sort of separate from the nerve um, and we've talked about that a lot but that's how the brain perceives what's happening and so the same can be true for the trigeminal nerve so just because you have pain shooting into your eye or shooting into your cheek or your jaw doesn't necessarily mean that you need to think about it as this big angry inflamed nerve because it could be that your brain is just perceiving pain next to the eye um, as opposed to the trigeminal nerve actually being influenced by that. So when, when we talk about trigeminal neuralgia and occipital neuralgia, um, the occipital nerve pierces through that, that semispinalis capitis muscle, 
and it's it's a bit clear as far as like where the restriction is and and uh, likely that occipital nerve can be sensitive uh, to the touch even and then the trigeminal nerve same type of thing where <clears throat> maybe it doesn't pierce through that semispinalis capitis or a really distinct muscle but it's still traveling traveling through um, other facial tissues and if we have neck tension that's sort of causing our head to, to rest on our neck in a, in a kind of a funny position and then our jaw is under stress because of that there's actually this sort of overlap into our facial muscles so there's tension that develops um, and we working with a with a dentist here in town she's actually shown me before and after pictures of patients that just had sort of overactive like facial sensory input and, and motor facial function to the point where they had like wrinkles and mm -hmm. and once they go to the through this process of reducing stress to their neck and their jaw they just look almost younger mm -hmm. um, and so that trigeminal nerve is is sort of impacted by all the stress that's placed through these systems um, so let's move into understanding when we talk about different types of pain let's say nerve pain compared to muscle pain compared to like a bone pain Oftentimes, people will put those in separate categories of the type of treatment they think they need. So nerve pain might mean I need medication or to see a neurologist. Um, muscle pain might mean I, I, I need like massage or physical therapy. And bone pain might mean I need chiropractic care or something like that. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Tor Storsbach, <clears throat> kind of flesh out um, why thinking that way might, might be um, something that needs to be corrected and and maybe why physical therapy can address all those different types of pains. Yeah, I think there is, um, you know, some caution of putting things in a silo like that when we get, like, too specialized in one area or think it's all just um, going to be in one little pocket over here and they'll be able to treat that because the body's way more interconnected than that. And we work in, um, in layers. And as a PT, we are absolutely equipped to treat bone, meaning spine and... Um, alignment and stuff like that we are absolutely the best equipped to treat muscle tension fascial tension and how to make the muscles move contract relax properly um, and then with that we're absolutely able to also treat nerve pain so it's one of those things that it definitely should not be put in a silo and I do feel very well equipped to actually address all aspects of those tissues um, and make them work well together so we get a better outcome yeah <clears throat> so the reason that physical therapists can can take a nerve type pain and a muscle type pain and a bone type pain and help with all those different types of symptoms is because we're looking at how things move and, and big picture we want people to move better and so what we learn in school is essentially um, any any structure or component of the body that has anything to do with with movement and motion we, we need to know about. We need to study that. We need to understand how when those structures aren't functioning the way they should, what that means for uh, the patient as far as pain, uh, disability, reduced quality of life, things like that. Now, just a quick story. So I, early on when I was opening up the clinic and, and trying to get the word out, I met with a dentist and I was sitting there talking to him and his team telling him all about what I do. And as I was sitting there talking to him, his one of his patients walked in, and it was actually someone that I had helped, and she walked in and told her story. And what she said was that she 
frequently would get a terrible stabbing pain behind her left eye and after going through our process um, was significantly better. And the dentist looked at me and said, well, that sounds like a trigeminal neuralgia. Like that, that sounds like a classic case of trigeminal neuralgia. And what he was saying was, I never would have thought that that could be a neck problem. I never thought that trigeminal neuralgia is something that would benefit from seeing a physical therapist. And so that's, that's a, a good, really classic example of these misconceptions within the healthcare field that we need to kind of bust through because trigeminal neuralgia, occipital neuralgia, it's describing nerve pain, but it does not mean that the nerve is painful in isolation. It is, it is a result of tension, irritation, structures not moving the way they should. And uh, when we talk about movement, the physical therapist should be the best equipped to sort of step in there uh, and restore function to the body. Now, in our clinic, uh, Dr. Storsbach, let's talk a little bit about um, the how many patients we see with these types of diagnoses um, and sort of what, what we look for as far as outcomes. I would say at least like 40% of our patients come in with this diagnosis along with a headache and migraine diagnosis or at one point saw a neurologist who told them they had this. So we see quite a few here. Um, and I would say they all respond just as well as all of our quote-unquote regular headache and migraine patients. So to me, we're actually, it's all kind of coming back to the same source. We're able to really treat that underlying cause. Um, and we can try to take out those scary words like trigeminal neuralgia because sometimes people think that and think, well, maybe that just is how my nerve will be forever. And we really want to make sure that people understand there is a treatment for this. Your nerve will not always be irritated and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so just to understand, when patients come in or we talk to them virtually, I'm always trying to get an idea of how their symptoms present. How do they describe their pain? And these neuralgias are presentations that I actually get kind of excited about because it's the type of pain that responds well to what we do. And oftentimes people will call us and, and think, well, I have this diagnosis and this is probably something that wouldn't make sense to be a neck problem. And this trigeminal and occipital neuralgia are, are kind of in the, that classification of how could my neck uh, be the cause of, of this nerve pain. But honestly, the trigeminal and occipital neuralgias, these pain presentations are some of the, you have a higher likelihood of finding results with what we do um, compared to maybe the the, the dull, diffuse sort of pain all over all day, maybe fluctuates a little bit. That type of presentation sometimes is a little bit tougher uh, to work through, but the very distinct pain patterns where it starts in the back of the head, wraps up and around, or pain sort of in the eye or around the eye that comes and goes might be very intense, but then you might have a day without it at all. That type of pattern is actually something we really get excited about because those patients tend to do really well. Mm -hmm. Would you agree, Dr. Storzbach? Absolutely. And I think that one-sidedness, or maybe it might switch sides, but a lot of times people will have a dominant side of pain, and those patients also tend to do a little bit better or faster with their treatment. Yeah, so a takeaway, what the, the main takeaway that we want you guys to get out of today's discussion is that trigeminal neuralgia, occipital neuralgia are right in our wheelhouse 
these are diagnoses that are likely coming from movement problems in the neck, the things we talk about all the time. And if you've tried medication, maybe tried uh, Botox injections, um, maybe you're, you're thinking like nerve ablation, whatever's been recommended to you, if you have not seen a physical therapist that can properly address the neck, then I want you to keep searching or I want you to reach out to us and we can sort of help you along that journey. We work with a lot of patients virtually and sort of help them navigate what to do at home. Um, and of course, if you're in our area, we want you to see us because we feel like we're the best equipped to help people that are continuing to struggle with occipital and trigeminal neuralgia. And so we want you to have confidence. And as always, our mission is to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Thanks again for listening. Oh, 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 oh,